Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Colorado Business Roundtable Profits and Purpose podcast. And we're bringing back some friends of the roundtable that have been partners with us for many years, uh, the leaders of Colorado Workforce Development Council. So welcome, Lee and Renice. It's great to be with you this afternoon. And why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself for the folks who are listening today? Thanks so much, Debbie. It is great to be with you today. I'm Lee Wheeler-Berliner. I'm the Managing Director for the Colorado Workforce Development Council. And the council is a governor-appointed public-private partnership that is set up to advise, guide, and oversee the work of talent development throughout the entire state of Colorado. Good afternoon, Debbie. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Bernice Walker, I'm a senior consultant with the council, and I lead our networks team, which engages our partnerships with business and industry, as well as stakeholders in economic development, workforce development, and education. You know, one of our big issues, of course, as we represent some of the larger employers in the state is all about workforce. And that's why our partnership with you all is of critical importance. In fact, we've recently come out with some road to recovery recommendations where one entire pillar is about workforce. So, uh, you know, such a critical issue, particularly in terms of the economy as we're thinking about COVID and recovery and how employers are coming out strong. So we are just thrilled to be partners with you on this incredibly important issue. And we've heard people say it all the time. Talent is what's going to drive the economy, the future for Colorado. So thanks to you guys for the good work you do. And it's fun um, always to talk about how do we talk about talent. So that leads me to kind of why we're here today. And that really is to talk about the talent development playbook. So Lee, I'll start with you. Tell us more about what that is and who is it specifically targeted for? We believe that talent development has to be demand-driven, and therefore we look to businesses to understand what their needs are and what type of support they are looking to receive. And in response to requests from businesses, the CWDC created the Talent Development Playbook to help businesses hire, train, and keep talented employees, and also identify and implement the talent development strategies that best meet their needs. We know that these are challenging and uncertain economic times, and in times like these, companies really need to think about how they refine their approach to attracting, hiring, and developing, and retaining highly talented employees. And doing that is an investment in the ongoing strength and competitiveness of your business. This playbook, therefore, is designed for employers who are interested in a practical resource to help refine how they attract, hire, develop, and retain employees. Each section of the Talent Development Playbook includes an overview of the evidence-based talent development strategy, the business case for each strategy, tips for how to get started with that specific strategy, and case studies on how other employers in the state of Colorado are already putting that strategy into practice. Okay, very cool. And I think you'd probably also agree that it's even more critical, perhaps at this time, to think about talent strategy. You know, what what is it that makes it incredibly critical as you look at the, the private sector folks you're trying to help provide this resource for? As you've mentioned already, Debbie, people are the heart of a business and are a critical business resource. And the people that you hire will shape company culture. They serve customers. They generate profits. They drive innovation. And they really make the difference in a business's ability to stay competitive in the face of a rapidly changing economy. And in recent times, businesses have struggled to find talent due to the lack of applicants in a tight labor market and the lack of individuals equipped with the skills that are needed by businesses. 
And that concept of having the right set of skills is an issue prior to the pandemic. It's an issue during the pandemic. Having the right skills will continue to be an issue as we move forward. And in the wake of COVID-19, those long-term impacts to available talent really remain uncertain. We know that Americans look to our nation's businesses and industries to develop innovative strategies for creating and sustaining quality jobs, solving challenges, and providing value for individuals and for communities. The Talent Development Playbook is a set of resources that can help businesses plan and implement an effective talent management strategy to ensure that they have the right people to drive innovation and drive revenue for years to come. Okay, I love all that. And now I want to bring Renice into the conversation to tell us a little bit more. We're gonna, I know we're going to dive into a little bit more about the specific strategies. But before you go through those specifics, um, tell us why were these specific strategies selected? I mean, we kicked off this project before uh, the onset of the pandemic, but what we were really looking at was how do we select strategies that will endure the test of time? And so the strategies that you see spotlighted in the playbook are effective no matter the economic conditions. They were relevant in 2019. They certainly were relevant and even more necessary last year in 2020, and they'll be relevant this year and into the future. Um, and okay. we released the strategies on a monthly basis. So there were six that we talked about from June to November of last year. Okay, great. Let's just run through them. Tell me about the different strategies involved and, and what we need to know about them. Yeah. So I'll tell you the titles that we called each of them and a little bit about the strategies contained in those releases. So the teaching and learning employer was all about intentional talent development strategies. So how you look at what are some of the challenges you're facing internally? And then how you tie strategies into that that can help strengthen career pathways, help train uh, new and existing employees through apprenticeships and other ways of really training your future and current workforce. The Agile employer is really focused on strategic workforce planning and successful strategies for transitioning to remote work. So it have, focuses heavily on innovation and changes that we're seeing in the economic conditions. Um, we also hear from a lot of employers struggles with recruitment and retention, the ongoing challenges. So we did a chapter just on that, and that includes strategies around um, retaining quality employees, skills-based hiring. So really broadening your hiring pool and focusing on skills, upskilling, reskilling, and employee ownership culture, which is great for um, employers of all sizes. We did a, a release on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So diversifying your workforce, partnering success especially for many of the small businesses within our state, it's important to know that you're not in it alone. There are lots of people within your local community who are prepared and well-equipped to come alongside you and support you with your talent development. And then finally, we close it out with the purpose-driven employer. Um, you all are covert or no stranger to that, just thinking about the intersection of purpose and profits and how you can utilize that to strengthen your talent development strategies. I haven't read um, ha haven't read the strategy yet, but I'm excited to, and I'm already thinking of ways we can partner in the future on some other events where we can help get this out to some of our partners. But um, thinking about what feedback you've already received, how has that affected um, how you're pushing out the report, or what kind of feedback have you received at this point? Had a really positive reception so far. When we kicked off just kind of our first discussion around the playbook last June, uh, we had over 160 participants from many businesses who were just hungry to really figure out the details of where they could get started or how they could tweak some strategies. I will say of all the strategies in the playbook, we've seen the most interest really around employers wanting to talk more about who they can reach out to to diversify their current um, uh, workforce. And then, of course, talking about retaining the employees that they do have. 
And I would think too, I like, you know, the idea of working from home. That's kind of a new concept that we haven't seen before in terms of we've, we've heard about some of it with our partners in terms of equity of access and with broadband, with technology, with devices, you know, and how do you, how do employers, employers really equip their employees to have success at home during this time? Thinking about the case studies of businesses that are already implementing these strategies, was there an example that just really stood out to you? Yeah, several wonderful employers just kicking in on the case studies and telling us their stories of how they were making these strategies work. Um, but one that was really well received was this case study on Swiss logs. So they're a multinational healthcare company that's headquartered here in Colorado. They had extremely high turnover rates. They were really struggling to hang on to people. And so they started engaging in discussions around um, skills and competency-based hiring. Uh, And they saw that they had, uh, once they switched to skills-based hiring and really did an overview of their approach to hiring and retention, uh, a decrease of 65% in their employee attrition. And that saved them $3.5 million in savings over two years. So (laughs) the numbers speak for themselves. Um, Their vice president, Roy Dockery, who came on just to share their story, was very compelling and really pushed on the need just to look at what are some of our practices and how well are they serving our employers. Yeah, I think that's the headline, right? <laughs> That'll get the attention of business if they're like, wow, you mean one, one case study had that kind of financial effect on a business is really stunning. I know that this is an area of interest for Colorado Business Roundtable as we think about hiring in the future. So particularly, I can't wait to read that case study and pass that along. But Lee, back to you, how can businesses who are interested get started with the playbook? How can, how can we get more involved? The first step is to access the playbook through the CWDC's website. That's at coworkforcecouncil.org. And we published and released the playbook in a modular format. So each of those strategies was released monthly over the course of about seven months in 2020. So companies can go to the website, identify which strategy they're most interested in, and then download that specific document or work through every single one of them if that is what you are looking to do. Also, if you're interested in some specific technical assistance, businesses can get in touch with their local workforce center and get support from business development representative from a workforce center who can also help to engage and put some of those strategies into practice. As I think through the strategies, and and this is a little bit off off script, this just came to mind, but are there specific sectors that are probably more relevant to the playbook? Or do you feel like these are strategies that cross all different sectors and perhaps even geography too? Is there sort of a sense of making this work for all the sectors and kind of for all four corners and and how you gave some thought to that? I would say we worked really intentionally to make sure that it was something that was relevant for businesses across the state. So no specific geographic focuses in our case studies or kind of where the strategies would work. And that we really did want to target strategies that could be effective in a variety of different sectors. Um, We spotlighted a lot of the ones that are um, really common in terms of their hiring needs and really struggling with some of their hiring needs in the state. And so you'll see uh, those emerging as kind of the ones that are most frequently spotlighted, but really intending that it is something that can serve well with Colorado. Okay, great. Love it. 
What other key resources are available through the Colorado Workforce Development Council? One aspect that I'm excited to talk about being produced in 2021 is a remote work initiative that includes a certification for employees on how to be the most effective remote employee you can be and a certification for managers and supervisors. So as companies are thinking about what levels of remote employment they may have engaged in during the pandemic and what they want that to look like over the long term. They can dig in to those trainings. They can offer that training to their employees to ensure that their workforce is ready to continue in that environment. They know how to hire. They understand how to engage in performance evaluation in that remote setting and move forward. Another aspect that I'll let Renice expound upon is the talent equity agenda that we released in 2020. And we're excited about the potential for this agenda to really look at how, as a state, we can close the disparities that exist across racial lines within our talent development network. We gave our website earlier, and so visiting the website, you'll find a copy of the talent equity agenda. There's kind of four focus areas that we spotlighted in the talent equity agenda around areas that have persistent racial inequities within our state. But just want to recognize for your audience that business has a critical role to play in helping us to move forward and is not always recognized for that role. And so would love to engage uh, with your members to think about how they can work together uh, in collaboration with us and partners across the state to really see a difference in what is happening in Colorado. Okay, well said. I think, uh, you know, that really summarized it well. We're all in partnership. Talent needs to be ready to go and, and be ready to work. And employers need to be intentional about how they create an employment situation, which certainly accounts for all those things too. Strategies for remote work, uh, strategies for diversity and inclusion. And as partners, you know, we can come together and, and have a stronger economy through it all. So... I think that's good. And that's that's a nice segue, too, for the partnership again with Colorado Workforce Development Council. So I appreciate Renice and Lee being on today. And any last words for our viewers? Or I think we, we uh, you know, gave them the website. We summed it up. But any any last remarks, Lee, from you? Debbie, as always, I appreciate the opportunity to engage with you and with all the members of the Business Roundtable. And please know that we are here to support you. We want to see businesses thrive throughout the state of Colorado. We want individuals to have access to opportunity and to really drive prosperity. And so visit the website, dig into our resources, reach out. We're happy to work with you and help you achieve the goals you're trying to achieve this year. Perfect. It, it's true. We're all in this together now more than ever to make sure uh, Colorado has the economy that lifts everyone up. So thanks again for being here. And appreciate everyone tuning in. This has been a podcast with Colorado Business Roundtable. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom, Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.